What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're listening to this, watching it on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and click the subscribe button and like and comment. Let us know what you think of the episode. If you have questions um, about something we discussed or want to hear from a particular guest, we're always checking YouTube. And when you guys engage with it, it definitely helps us reach more diesel enthusiasts who are looking for the same answers um, that, you know, that we're getting answered on the podcast or they just want to learn more about a particular product or something that's going on in the industry. So we appreciate all of you who have subscribed recently helping the channel grow and uh it's it, it definitely goes a long way to being able to help us reach more people and deliver the the same you know message and, and information that our guests are talking about to as many people as possible on today's episode i'm going to be chatting with tyler lowen of 23 diesel and he had he was on the podcast not long ago talking about building a 500 plus horsepower 6.5 and so he went through the build with us talked about the heads the engine everything he was doing with it and another listener messaged in to us on instagram his name is harrison and he just got a 6.5 and he said hey i would love to come onto the podcast and talk with tyler and be able to ask him some of the questions i have about building my 6.5 so today they're both going to join me and it's going to be sort of a, a build live q a going through the pump injectors engine heads things to look out for where to get good parts where to find things for them so it's going to be a great time before we get to it though i want to remind you our friends over at kershaw knives have an exclusive discount code just for you guys if you're in the market for a knife it's a great way to save 20 percent off just use code diesel20 at kershaw.kiausa.com they got a ton of choices for a bunch of different uses if you need something for fishing or hunting everyday carry at work or you're a knife enthusiast and are looking for a particular type of blade steel or, or blade or handle material, they've got a, a ton of choices. So definitely check them out if you're in the market. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Tyler and Harrison and talking about building that 6.5 diesel. Tyler and Harrison, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I appreciate you guys' time today. This is going to be a really cool episode to do that I've never done on the Diesel Podcast, which is to be able to connect two podcast listeners, two fans of a truck, talk about a build. So welcome to uh, the podcast. Look forward to talking today. Thanks for having me, Patrick. It's good to be back. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to, to start with you, Tyler. And uh, I, I know a lot of people listened to your episode before about building a 6.5 to 500 plus horsepower. But uh, give us a, a little bit of an update on the, the truck, what's new, um, you know, where you're at with the, the build that you had planned on. Um, I think the list would be shorter on what's not new now <laughs> since we last talked, but um you can kind of see it behind me all you really see is the engine but um got bigger uh, valves in the heads ported the heads um i shed probably 200 more pounds out of it it has hoosier slicks all the way around now um i have a big giant watered air intercooler for it uh i mounted a power driven diesel predator mechanical belt driven lift pump on the truck which as far as i know that's the first time that pump's ever been used not on a cummins um got that all done up all the brackets made for that um just i actually wire brushed the entire frame on it and painted everything so now it actually looks nice it doesn't just <laughs> run nice so you've been, you've um, I always told busy. myself that once it ran good, I'd make it look good. So I figured it was time to at least put some paint on it. Yeah, yeah. You've been sounds like you've been busy on the truck, and I, uh, I remember you mentioning a few of those things before when we chatted. Um, you know about the uh, mechanical pump and and other things. So it's good to see it start to uh, kind of go to that next phase that you mentioned to us. Yeah, it's 
it's really, really close. Um, the whole fuel system's plumb now with the new injection pump and the lift pump and regulator and all the entire fuel system's done. And the new turbo is in route right now. It's actually a, a single S475 that'll be running, um, which is ridiculous. Even me hearing it come out of my mouth, but um, that will be here in hopefully a week or so. Get that on redo my turbo piping with water to air and it'll be ready to party. Well, it was really cool about talking with you about a six, five is uh, I get tons of questions all the time, how to build my Cummins and my Duramax, my six, seven power stroke, my six O. And I know those are all really popular trucks, but some of the older ones get forgotten. And I think in general, whether it's a six, five, a six, two, or the seven, three IDIs, um, they just get overlooked. And what you were doing with yours was really unique, really cool. And it's why I really appreciated Harrison reaching out to us on Instagram and you know, saying, hey, I've got this 6.5. A lot of people I know around me, they just want to do cum and swaps or put an LB7 in it. I'd love to be able to come onto a podcast and talk with Tyler, ask him some questions. So I wanted to transition to you, Harrison, and have you tell us a bit about your truck Um you know, what drew you to it, what's maybe done to it so far, and then we'll get into some of the questions that you have for Tyler. Well, I just recently bought my truck about a couple months ago. I'd say I had a 2002, before this, I had a 2002 GMC Sierra 1500 HD with a cat eye front end swap, and I didn't really like it very much. I ended up seeing a 93, the one that I got now, uh, 6.5 3500 dually. It's a single cab long box with a five-speed manual. And I just thought, well, you know what? It couldn't hurt to ask him if he want to trade for my truck, right? He goes, uh, so I messaged him. I go, hey, you want to trade for the truck? And he goes, well, what you got? And I said, I listed everything that's wrong with it. You know, everything that, it, like, everything that I've done to it. I've replaced the entire front end of that truck in my grandmother's driveway. So it's got an insane amount of new parts. And he said, yeah, sure, let's do it. Because I haven't had the truck for very long i haven't done much to it i just bought a separate motor for it because the one in it is starting to go and i thought this would be the perfect opportunity to start a build by just rebuilding the motor that's in it currently and putting this new motor in it and driving it so i bought a new rear axle for the truck and a new motor for it and the next couple of weeks we should be dropping a new motor in it and then i can start the build on the motor but my biggest issue with this truck is finding aftermarket internal parts for it like i can find all of the <clears throat> universal fuel systems and intakes and i can find some heads for them but when it comes to any internal parts i don't know what to look for because there's nothing i've looked on tons of websites uh um i've talked around a bit and honestly anybody that i've talked to about it they're just like just put a cummins in it don't do a six five they're slow they're pieces of crap don't don't bother with that truck. And I'm like, well, I bought the 6.5 because I wanted a 6.5. I want to keep it original, right? Yeah. And then some people are like, well, just, just bore it out so you can, you know, you can find parts that are compatible for it. And I'm like, well, if I bore it out, it's like a 6.6 or something like that. It's not a 6.5 anymore. What's, My um, biggest issue is, um, yeah, you go, go ahead. With, with the uh, upgrades you have planned, is there a particular power number? that you're aiming for? Like, is it, gonna, is it gonna be a truck you daily drive and you want it to just be kind of like the ultimate daily driver tow rig? Or are you aiming for something, um, you know, like five, 550, maybe 600 horsepower, something in that range? 
Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of looking for a weekend show truck that's also got speed, right? So, when you think about like the the Dura matches or the Cummins or something like that, you got guys that slap a tuner on it and they're already pushing like 400 horse. You know, I got one buddy with an LLY. He slapped a bully dog tuner on it and he's got pretty much 400 horse. My one buddy has an LB7. He just it's pretty much just slap on mods to it and the thing's pushing like 400 horse i want to completely build this thing for at least 500 like that's gotcha well tyler if you were to to jump in here where would you suggest that you know harrison look at either finding parts or what kind of build strategy should he have for it so uh, of course the good base to every like engine build especially with the 6.5, you have to be very particular and inspect any block you start with. They're very prone to cracking in the main webbing. Um, a lot of it had to do with the factory harmonic balancers and stuff like that. They didn't have really good harmonics and the casting, of course, wasn't as good as it is today as it was back in the 80s and early 90s. So the main webbing in the blocks was kind of prone to cracking. So you just got to make sure you have a good block to start with which of course that's the most important part. Um, and then just take it down to the machine shop. Um, a lot of guys say don't pour out the six fives, make cylinder walls stand, they get hotter. But my engine is actually bored 40 thousandths over and I've obviously not been nice to it. And so far so good. Um, just be very meticulous on your machine work. Um, definitely recommend getting it balanced it helps them run a lot smoother and that's of course going to help it run better and longer um arp main studs of course i would recommend while you're already down that deep they're really not that expensive and it's just really good insurance now harrison i know when you had messaged us you had a lot of specific questions for tyler so i wanted to step back for a second and kind of get out of the way and uh, have you guys be able to chat you know organically about the truck so what other what other questions did you have about the build that tyler can answer for you um so my my biggest concern is because anything i've heard about this is once you start you know slapping mods onto the bigger turbos injectors just stuff like that your internals start to go like snap cranks you know uh cracked pistons you know breaking like cracking heads and stuff like that and I, my my biggest concern is trying to find because i've been able to find heads and stuff like that but i haven't been able to find you know performance you know pistons rods cranks cams and I, I don't know i don't really know what to go with with this truck so honestly you're probably not gonna find a whole lot of performance parts that are like readily made and available and in stock on someone's shelf because not very many people do it. Like you said, everyone doesn't come in swap or a Duramax swap. A lot of the stuff on my truck is stuff that I designed or built or um, spent many nights looking at catalogs and stuff, seeing what I could make fit. Like my valve springs that are in here from comp cams, they're actually for a big block Chevy but I was able to do a little tweaking and get them to fit. Um, as far as like hard parts in the engine goes, like cranks, rods, pistons. Um, let's start with the crank because it's at the bottom, the base. 
you're either using an OEM crank. There's a company called SCAT, S-C-A-T. They make a crank. And then um, the basically the cream of the crop of the 6.5 is the P400, which is a military engine, which they don't sell complete engines anymore, but you can buy uh, the rotating assembly out of them which um, when they were built, they were forged cranks, forged rods, forged pistons, which is the best you can get for a 6.5 that you can actually buy and not have custom built as far as rotating assembly and hard parts. Um, my engine as it sits is OEM crank, OEM rods, and just um, new replacement pistons. There's nothing fancy about them. I just took them out of the box and slapped them in. Um, stock style rings bearings all that stuff a lot of that has to do with getting it balanced sorry running a fluid ampener harmonic balancer that makes a huge difference um not just in it makes a difference in longevity how smooth the engine runs and especially when you get up into the higher rpm range it i can rev this thing to 5000 rpm and it just stays nice and smooth and the fluid dampener is a huge part of it and a lot of the people that say they they all they do is snap cranks and stuff like that well the factory balancers the rubber in them just deteriorates and your harmonic balancer doesn't balance the harmonics anymore and of course it's going to break a crank but if you just maintain your balancer or the end-all be-all is put a fluid dampener on it um, basically that'll bulletproof your bottom end is the P400 bottom end is about as bulletproof as it gets with a ARP main studs and a fluid ampner and then get everything balanced. One thing I did on my bottom end is it's all the OEM stuff, but I sent the connecting rods off and got cryo treated, which they basically super freeze them and it brings all the molecules in the middle real close together and it just makes it a stronger unit and that's all I did with my stock rods is have them cryo treated and knock on wood so far so good what about with the heads Tyler what did you do what did you do there besides the the valve springs from a big block Chevy so last year um I actually had the bone stock original heads on it and they treated me fine. Um, one thing you have to watch on OEM heads is they are pretty susceptible of cracking in between the valves and then the pre-chamber in the head, part of the IDI, the pre-chamber, those kind of get some cracks on it. And a little bit of cracking, honestly, is fine. Usually it's not. But on the pre-chamber, as long as the crack doesn't cross where the fire ring and the head gasket sits, then the crack is going to be okay. Um, you're not going to find one that's not cracked unless you buy brand new. Um, but like, like you said, just a good valve job. And then the valve springs was all I had on my heads last year. Just get you a good crack-free set of heads as long as the heads themselves are crack-free um, and if you're starting fresh just put new pre-cups in it that aren't cracked and those did just fine for me 
one thing about the six five. Um, I remember. Uh... No, go ahead. I was going to say one thing about the six twos and six fives, especially the turbo ones. One thing, they always said they blew head gaskets and stuff. If you tried to turn them up, well, that necessarily wasn't that. It's not the engine's fault. It's the small, tiny turbo that GM used from the factory. They just had extremely high drive pressure issues. And that's, it would get a bunch of drive pressure and cylinder pressure. And that's what would blow a head gasket. So changing out your turbo for a nicer, freer flowing turbo, you don't have to worry about boost as much and it'll keep your drive pressure way down and it'll save head gaskets. And what I did, on, I actually ported my heads on this new setup I have, which there's not a lot of data on that, like real live data. There's some guys that have done it and ran them on flow benches and stuff like that. But I have like a hundred time slips from the quarter mile last year. And I'll be able to compare that with the stock heads to my new ported heads with bigger valves this year. But one big thing you're always going to want to do is get rid of drive pressure and it'll just make the whole, the whole system happier. Um, I remember you saying that you have a tuner in the truck. Uh, I can't remember what company it was that you bought it off of. My issue is, is I've got the 93, so it's pre all the electric injection pumps and all that stuff. I, how, how do I get to the horsepower? How would you suggest I get to that horsepower without using a tuner? So my truck is a 94. So it actually used to have the DS4 electronic injection pump. But when I started making it into a hot rod or race truck, I actually converted it to the old mechanical injection pump and all that stuff. So I actually don't have a tuner or anything. My truck's completely mechanical, just like your 93. Oh, okay, so, okay. I must have said the last podcast then that I, uh, that I watched. Um, yeah, I definitely did have a tuner and it was from quad star tuning but that was shoot five years ago at this point when this still had the electronic injection pump and the multi-position tuner and that whole electronic setup but since then it's all been converted back to the mechanical so did you switch over to like a stock mechanical injection pump or have you done it to it so I did not go to a stock one. When I initially built the truck, I ran a injection pump from R&D IDI Performance. And it was a great pump. It was actually a DB4, which is a marine-based pump. Um, but for the application I'm doing now, those pumps don't like to fuel as hard in the higher RPM range. So I am working with classic diesel designs on a custom big bore DB2 pump, which is based off of the factory mechanical injection pump. So it's based off the same pump, but it's, you send it off to the pump builder and he sends you back magic, basically. <laughs> um, it's pretty rowdy what he's able to accomplish with these old mechanical rotary injection pumps. 
Now, is that company set up now to be able to do that, where if Harrison called them and said, hey, I want to send you this pump, they can do it, or are they still working on it right now? So uh, Classic Diesel Designs, they primarily do the 6973 Ford stuff, which they've done a lot of, and they do great with it. And they've done a few Chevy pumps, um, nothing to the caliber that they're doing for me yet, which is kind of why um, we kind of went together as a partnership type deal to kind of expand the Chevy stuff and see how far he can push it. And I can give him a lot of data back on that aspect of it. Um, but you can definitely call down there and be like, I'm trying to build a Rowdy 6.5 and I need a pump for it. And one cool thing about classic diesel designs is they're the only company that's doing it, but they offer an in-cab fuel controller, very similar to AFC Live for a 12-valve. So you can control max fuel and everything from a little knob inside the cab. So it it's definitely making it easier to make big power with a mechanical injection pump truck, but still be able to... Um, daily drive it and street drive it because you can tame it back and it won't be as smoky and um it's definitely changing the game on it i think yeah. being able to have all the fuel you need to make big power but be able to still drive it and not smoke out the street no i completely agree with you too. i thought of two other things and i'm, I'm sure that uh, harrison has them on his list but injectors and turbo and i know you touched on turbo a little bit and drive pressures but it sounds like he's looking for something, you know, that's fun. He can have fun on the weekends with what, um, where should he look for injectors and, and what kind of turbo sizing, you know, should he look for? I, I know, I think, yeah, I think you're at higher elevation, Tyler, and I'm not sure exactly where Harrison is, but I don't think, I don't think he's at 5,000 feet or 7,000 feet. So it might be a little, little different with the amount of air he can take advantage of, but yeah, I wanted to, uh, just kind of interject there and ask those two questions. <laughs> yeah, that's, definitely something i get to play around with and not a lot of people do there's not very many places that have as much elevation as you and i do here in colorado but um, that definitely dictates turbo sizing especially if you want to still like play with it on the street um, another thing that'll dictate turbo sizing is if you're an auto or a manual if you're an auto you're definitely going to want to look into a higher stall converter once you get into the bigger turbos just to help it spool up and um, just makes it way more enjoyable to drive. And that's also another thing that I believe I can attribute the success to my truck so far with being able to run as big a turbo as I did and make as many passes as I did as I was running a fairly big turbo. So I was able to move my power band higher in the RPM range, kind of keep the torque out of it and um, keep the rods happy as happy as I can, at least. Yeah. Now on the, on the injector side, where, where would you look for injectors? Um, so my truck is currently uh, a five speed right now. Okay. So I guess you could call it a four speed. And, uh... um, yeah, that honestly is just as good. Cause you can kind of feather the clutch as needed and, um, you can pick what gear you need and just kind of keep it in the higher RPM range if you're wanting a bigger turbo. And it also helps spool a bigger turbo with being able to slip the clutch a little bit and stuff like that. Um, definitely just need a high quality clutch. <laughs> well, uh, my, my plans for the truck, like I want to keep it a manual. But I really don't think the, the trans in it right now would hold up. 
my right. my plans are is uh, like a six speed you know manual trans out of a Duramax or something like that and drop it in the truck. That that would be cool because as far as I know, no one has mounted a ZF6 out of like a Duramax into a 6.5, which physically it will bolt up. It's the same bell housing bolt pattern, but what you have to figure out is flywheel and clutch and um, all the spacing with that. Um, I mean, it's not to say it can't be done. It just hasn't been done yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think a reason it hasn't been done yet is a lot of guys just put the 6.5 off and it won't make enough power to hurt a NV4500 or things of that nature. So I think that's why guys are sticking with the NV4500 or the old SM465 four speeds or stuff like that because no one's really pushed the 6.5 hard enough to break either one of those. Um, another question is, uh, so what, what do you got running for injectors right now? So I just have um, new Bosch Marine injectors from Quadstar Tuning. So the thing about a 6.5 is all your fuel output is controlled by your injection pump. And your injector is basically just what lets the fuel in. Um, yeah. The Marine injectors, they have a little bit higher pop pressure which the higher pressure helps atomize better. So they run a little cleaner and they run a little smoother with the marine injectors. But the only way you'll really see a power difference from an injector change is if your stock ones were just plumb wore out or you had one stuck or something of that nature. All your power output and your fuel output and all that is all controlled by your injection pump, not the injectors themselves. Yes, yeah. Um, one question is, you have like an estimated number of how much horsepower your truck is pushing right now. Have you dynoed it? So last year I had um, a way smaller turbo than what I'm going to be running. Um, I was fuel only at the time with my old injection pump. Um, it had the stock heads on it. Just almost not even the same truck it is now. And in Denver, Colorado, at uh, Vandermeer, it did 493 horsepower, fuel only. That was no water meth, no nitrous, no nothing. And it was not very good air that day either. I think if I'd have sprayed it, I was probably, I think I could have hit 540, 550 that day, honestly. Well, when do you think it'll be pushing now, this, uh, this season coming up here? I mean, I'd like it to be 800, but realistically, with it all being an all-new setup, um, I'd like to see six, honestly, because the injection pump that's in it now is kind of, we call it the street pump. It's a lot more mild than my big main custom pump that's getting built. This was just to get the truck back up and running, get all my new suspension dialed in, my new tires, um, make sure I could dial in the new in-cab fuel controller, make sure that all worked good, um, my mechanical lift pump, all that stuff. This is this pump's just to get the truck together and make sure it's all dialed in and everything works before we slap all the fuel to it with the big custom pump, which 
with the big custom pump, it's hopefully going to make an unheard of amount of power out of a 6.5. But as it sits right now, I'd be happy with like 600. I um I was just talking to somebody recently, like just yesterday, and I was just out of shock, right? I just I was talking about my truck, and he goes, oh, what do you drive? And I told him what he drives. He goes, those things are awesome. I said, started telling him my plans for the truck and everything like that. And he goes, oh, I used to have one of those things. And he said, I was like, well, how much? He's like, and that thing buggy. And I was like, well, how much horse were you pushing out of? And he said, he said, nearing 900 or something like that. And I was like, well, how did you, how did you find parts? Like, what kind of parts did you use? Like, what, what are the, like, the specs you were looking at, looking at, right? And he said, um, I don't, like, he was like, I don't have time to really, like, go that into depth right now, but he's going to be emailing the, all of the specs for the truck that he had and what he did to it and where he got all of his parts from. So definitely once I get a hold of all this information, I wouldn't mind sending it your way if it'd be something you'd be interested in. Yeah, it's definitely something I'd like to see because as much as I'm an advocate for the six fives and uh, I will run them till the day I die, honestly, I highly, highly, highly doubt there was a 900 horsepower six five. Because well, that was my first thoughts too. Right. It would be cool. I'd like to see it, but we'll see. <clears throat> I think that's one of the really cool parts about doing a podcast like this is Tyler, I have gotten questions over the years to do six, two, six, five stuff. And it's usually somebody saying, I want to know about a high horsepower build. And I'm like, well, who do I ask? Because I could never really find the same thing with like an IDI. It's like, I, right. I know there were places way a long time ago, but I, I don't know if those places are still in business. I don't know what I could ask them. So that's why I thought it would be really cool to connect you guys today. Um, because you know, Harrison wants to go kind of on the path you did and you've already put in the R and D and the time and learn the things that worked and the things that didn't and probably, you know, can save him some money and some time. You know, he knows where to call, what to ask, you know, to get his truck all put together. And, and I think that's, that's uh, something that's really helpful for people out there because I know there's this huge kind of push. People are wanting to go to older trucks, either for the simplicity, the cost, being able to work on it yourself you're not having to wait on electronic stuff. There's a whole bunch of things exactly. you don't have to deal with. So, you know, they're looking for that. I, I did want to see if you had any other questions for, uh, for Tyler Harrison that he could answer for you about, you know, the engine or suspension or anything like that for this build you got planned. Well, I got one more question to my suspension. So my plans is because it's going to be like a week on show truck, but it's also got that, you know, that, that rowdiness to it. I want to put the truck on bags, you know, like a full air ride suspension, you know, up down, up and down type deal. But I was also told like you got to reinforce, really reinforce everything around that. If you were to do that, do you have any suggestions for that, Tyler? Um, honestly, I don't have a lot of experience with airbags or anything like that. But as far as I would think, you would just box the rear half of the frame and there's a lot of guys that build the c10 version of our trucks and there's guys making gobs of horsepower with ls's and big blocks and um, stuff like that and there's guys airbagging them all the time and 
So I definitely think the data is out there for that. And it's definitely doable because a lot of guys do it. It's the same frame. We just have a diesel engine and they have a LS or a big block. Um, I honestly, yeah, that's what I was... as like airbagging it or stuff like that. Mine, I just, I lowered the suspension that's on it. Now I pulled the torsion bar bolts out of the front and took two leafs out of the back to lower it down and kind of soften the suspension up and put adjustable shocks on it. But I'm also drag racing the truck and that's like its main purpose is drag racing and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to raise it up and lower it up and take the shows and stuff. So I definitely think the input yeah, out yeah. there I, on airbagging it, but I definitely can't help with that part at least. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of figured that, but I thought, well, I'm on here, I might as well, you know, right. ask too, right? But, right. You know, it's, it's been done, but it's hard to really actually get in contact and actually be able to talk one-on-one -on -one with someone that's either, let alone a 6.5, but an OBS pickup truck, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I think I know a total of, like, two guys in my area that are actually interested in the OBSs, right? And they've got 1500s. Anybody else? I don't think, I don't think I've ever actually talked, you know, face to face with someone that drives a six, five or, or they drive a six, five, but they're not, they're not looking to do anything with it. They're just driving it because it's a truck. You know what I mean? Right. But I've talked to, I've talked to, I think a couple of older guys about their six, five. So they, they've always attracted me. Right. And this is, a couple years back too and every single like the couple people that i've talked to and anything i've seen online and everyone they're told hey this is the most reliable truck i've ever bought in my entire life or i've ever driven in my entire life you know what i mean and they're super easy to bulletproof too right which I, and it just blows my mind that nobody else can see that with the trucks too right they're i around at least around here they're one of the most hated trucks you know besides the six o's that's that's exactly how it is in my town. Um, there's probably twenty six five trucks in my town total, and I own five of them. So, um, I it everyone just hates them because it's not like a brand new six seven Cummins or a six seven Ford where you just buy one and it's four hundred horsepower and eight nine hundred foot pounds of torque and all the creature comforts and amenities but then you get guys like us that like them for the nostalgia and they are a super dependable truck and they will run forever and if you do your due diligence and you put the work into them and it's really not that much work and they you can make three 350 horsepower all day and it'll tow anything you put behind it within reason um, of course, it's not going to tow like a new, a new F450, but it, my truck's a 1994. It wasn't meant to tow like a 2020 F450. So as long as you know what you have and you know its limits and capabilities, then the 6.5 does every job you'll ever want it to. As long as you treat it like a 6.5, don't treat it like a C15 in a semi. Yeah, they, I yeah, they yeah. definitely have their place well, and it's it's an older truck. exactly yeah, I, th I think that's a lot of it is um when uh, we think of the truck market we want quick and we want easy and we want the touch screen 
and we want the sensors and it tells us if somebody's in our blind spot and we want to remote start it and get, you know, heated seats and steering wheel and everything that comes along with that. But it's really cool to be able to connect you guys. And, and I know there's other listeners out there that want to do something with their six, five, so we can almost get rid of distance and everything else and be able to connect to enthusiasts of the same engine to say, Hey, this is someone who's done it. Here's a plan, you know, like for Harrison to get, uh, you know, whatever direction he wants to go with power and setting up his truck to be able to make that happen. So I, I appreciate um, Harrison, you reaching out to us and saying, Hey, I'd love to be on a podcast with Tyler, talk about my truck, Tyler, I appreciate your time, um, you know, sharing knowledge and information and, and things that you've learned along the way to help him help anyone else listening. So it was really cool to kind of sit back, learn a little bit more. I've never driven a six, five. I've seen them. I don't know a lot about them. So I just like to sit back and just learn. And, and as long as it's diesel and, you know, I, I like hearing about it. So I appreciate you guys jumping on here today. Of course. Anytime, Patrick. Okay. I love talking about it, obviously. <laughs> I'll talk about it all day. I wasn't really expecting a response when I messaged you on Instagram there. But I was, I was super stoked and excited once I got the message. You had message back almost instantly, too. You know, it's just one of those things that I've never done before. And it was, you know. It was exciting for me, especially connecting with someone that has, shares the same love for these types of trucks like I do. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. If you're in the market for a knife, use code diesel20, get 20% off site-wide. They got a ton of choices for a bunch of different knives, whether it's EDC or hunting, fishing, or something you need to work really hard you know, at work, um, and really any budget. So no matter um, if, you know, if you want something, you can just work extremely hard, beat up on, or you want something for EDC, or you're an enthusiast looking for a particular style of knife, they've definitely got you covered there. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen, a 23 Diesel, Caleb, all of our Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on podcast apps, YouTube, that are on our Discord, sharing your bills with us, asking questions. We love your guys' input, feedback, letting us know, you know topics and guests you want to hear from, things you'd like to see out of the podcast. We're definitely driven based off of your guys' feedback and the things you want to see. So make sure and leave us a, a comment on YouTube or join our Discord. Um, you know, subscribe to us on Instagram or, or Facebook. And you know, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know who you'd like to hear from, and we'll definitely get them on the podcast. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.